0: I love it when Peter prays for us. It's, uh, you get all fizzed up. You know, that's kind of the point, isn't it? We're supposed to be fizzed up on the Holy Spirit all the time. Um, I was on the phone to Andrew Cannon in the week. Um, do you remember he was with us back um, a few months back, and um, we are just talking about um, plans that actually have been put in place while I've been off. Uh, so I did, he was telling me stuff that's happening here in November that I didn't know about, which was kind of fun. Um, but he said to me, I said, how are you doing? And he said, I'm buzzing. And um, he's from Liverpool. Um, I've got a really bad Liverpudlian puddling impression. But he said, "I'm buzzing." And uh, he said, "I've been a Christian for 11 years." And he said, "I've never had a day where I'm not buzzing." And I thought, "Wow, I need to become a Christian again, because <laughs> I sometimes have days where I'm, I'm maybe not buzzing as much as I should be. So um, I want you to leave here buzzing this morning. Um, we've had opportunity to worship and uh you know that it's great isn't it to be together again being able to do that so um uh the holy spirit wants to do more in you and through you this morning he's not done and uh so um Yeah, just um, receive from him as I'm speaking. There will be some stuff that I share that will probably uh, be really, you know, it will really impact you and other bits maybe less so and it might be more relevant for somebody else but I just want to encourage you to receive from him as I'm sharing. Um, First of all, I just want to say um, welcome to any visitors. It's great to see you. There's a few faces in the room uh, I have not seen before so you're really welcome with us. Uh, You have turned up on a fantastic uh, morning this morning, a fantastic opportunity. Um, because uh, we find ourselves um, uh, about to take part in message part two. I did a message part one before we had our sabbatical so that was metamorphosis part one if you haven't yet heard that you can go online and you can find that on our youtube channel um, that still is a strange thing that we're getting used to saying um, who knew we had a youtube channel um, 18 months ago we didn't have one now we have a youtube channel with resources on it and stuff so um, you can find that there and this morning we're going to do metamorphosis part two the invitation okay so if I get this right by the end of the morning you will all feel invited to something okay okay so keep your ears pricked for your invitation who likes receiving invitations yes it's nice isn't it and maybe in the last 18 months there's been less invitations to things and more cancellations of things than we've known previously and so we need some more invitations back um in our lives um, I want to say thank you um, to all of you for releasing Leo and I to have a break. Um, as you know, we felt God speak to us to say take July and August off, uh, which is something that we've never done before. And um, you guys were so brilliant and gracious and generous to be able to release us to, uh, to have that time. And uh, it turned out to be really um, beneficial to us just to have a good old rest. Um, to put our feet up from the responsibilities of a decade of leading church and um, ministry stuff generally, as you can imagine, and it's done us the world of good, Um, actually done us the world of good as a family. Um, We started week, I had week one, um, and one of my sons was uh, isolating from school. (laughs) Week two, my daughter had to isolate from school, Molly, Um, and then uh, week three was the beginning of the school holidays, so we then had six weeks as a family, and and then uh, Theo got back to school for literally a couple of days and then came down with COVID himself. So he's now been isolating for another 10 days, um, the poor chap, which is why he's not around um, this morning. So uh, he's fine, he's, he's well, and his symptoms were really mild, but um, hey-ho, it's, uh, it is what it is. But the time for us was really, really helpful, um, and uh, it felt like God did some good stuff in our family during that time. And uh, we, um, we got to have lots of fun, and uh, we, we found a real uh, desire to eat um, breakfast um, get, you know go out for a nice breakfast so we got into doing that a bit as a family which um, was great and I'm thinking how can we carry on this as a church um, getting together for breakfast again because um, uh, it's a good thing Jesus liked breakfast didn't he Do you remember I think there's something on it so we will have to log that one anyway um, so yeah thank you for releasing someone say thanks to our leadership team um, for stepping up. Thank you to Ruth uh, and, uh, and uh, Peter and Mark and Martin. Um, so grateful. Do you know, there wasn't a day where I was worried, uh, other than the Sunday morning when we got a phone call to say that they all had had to isolate for... <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but other than that, there was um, I, you know we were not worried at all, and uh, you know we just knew that the safe was the church was in safe hands, and um, so thank you. We were so blessed. We were blessed uh, in lots of ways. We've been blessed financially. Um, I don't know if any of you know anything about that. Um, we don't, uh, but we are very grateful if you do. So thank you, and uh, I will leave it at that. But we have been blessed in lots and lots of ways, and uh, we felt totally loved. Uh, by you. Thank you for your prayers. Uh, the odd text here and there just saying, hey, don't reply to this, but we're praying for you. You know, that kind of stuff. It's, it's beautiful. So thank you. Um, all right. Um, so... I shared this message, didn't I? Oh, and we finished our time off as well, you know. A couple of weeks ago, we went up to Scotland. We had uh, two days uh, in, um, well, three days really, two nights in Scotland. um, And we were connecting with a group of leaders, um, which is a group of people who are connected to Andy and Teresa Merrick. Um, so they used if you know anything about kind of Bethel lingo global legacy that kind of stuff they were overseeing a group up in kind of Scotland and the north of England and that's kind of morphed um, and become a thing called kingdom legacy and uh, so there's some of us from down south uh, have been connecting in with that and with them online through the pandemic and uh, it was great just to get to go and spend time with them and see people in real life um, and because uh, you can't tell how tall somebody is online, I've discovered. Um, weird, so you, know, you make friends online and you meet them in person and you're like, oh, you're not the scale I was expecting. <laughs> uh, anyway, so that was really good and um, there were some bits that came out of that which I'll share as part of this message. Um, so, um, metamorphosis part two. Um, Uh, Last time I unpacked this analogy, this prophetic picture I guess of um, the uh, caterpillar turning into the butterfly and uh, I know this kind of thing has been talked about in a number of different settings and I unpacked that in terms of really of the prophetic significance to us, uh, maybe as individuals but certainly as a church, uh, that God is um, moving us forward and uh, taking us, we are on a stepping point Uh, From having been maybe a caterpillar to becoming something new that God is birthing amongst us. Um, So um, we talked about that sense of change. And uh, who here likes change? I know some people really like change and some people really do not like change. Um, Who doesn't like change very much? Who likes to sit in the same seat? Who likes to go to the same the same uh, supermarket, the same coffee shop, you, you yeah. like to, to keep your remote control for your telly in the same spot, yeah. Some people don't like change and um, I love it at home when, I, when we sit down for dinner and every now and again I'll just sit in like a completely different seat and everyone's thrown, <laughs> Dad's not sitting where he normally sits and um, it's, it's fun to do that. Um, uh, I've got some quick quotes, uh, change quotes. Um, this one is from 500, the year 500 BC. It's really old. Um, this is from uh, a guy called Heraclitus. Any philosophy people in the room? No? Heraclitus said, there is nothing permanent except change. Maybe it's still relevant. Uh, this one from 400 BC. I haven't got one for every hundred years, don't worry. Uh, Socrates said, The secret of change is to focus all your energy not on fighting the old, but on building the new. Ooh. Um, what about this from Walt Disney? A bit newer. Uh, still not that new. Um, 20th century. Um, times and conditions change so rapidly that we must keep our aim constantly focused on the future. Um, okay what about some of these slightly more familiar ones to us this is from Ecclesiastes there is a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens Uh, lamentations yet this I call to mind and therefore I have hope because the Lord's great love we are not consumed for his compassions never fail they are new every morning new every morning You don't get stale stuff from the Lord, do you? You get fresh manna for today. He knows what you need today. And if it's a bit different to yesterday, he tailor-makes his blessings for you, new, every single morning. Great is his faithfulness. Um, And then this one we looked at last time. Uh, 2 Corinthians 3.18 And we all, with unveiled face, beholding the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. You are being changed, transformed. This is where we get this word metamorphosis. That's where uh, that comes from. Um, I've just wiggled it around a little bit. That verse says, confident of our union with Jesus, confident that you are in his presence, that you're hand in hand with him, and that we value his presence in our lives. We are metamorphosing into his image. We've been made glorious, and we're stepping into greater and greater expressions of his glory. And the initiative of his power, uh, of the, power uh, um, the initiative and power behind this transformation comes from the Holy Spirit. Do you know, the initiative for it and the drive for it is not self-propelled. You don't have to conjure it up. You don't have to make it up. You don't have to fake it till you make it with Jesus. You simply submit to Him and allow His power to work through you. It says, beholding Him, we become who we behold. It's good, isn't it? So there's some good change. You are changing, you are literally changing. If you're in relationship with Jesus, there's a change that's going on. If you spend enough time with Jesus, listening to Jesus, you'll start to look like Jesus. It's good, yeah? Okay. So we said that this, uh, last time we said that there is this stepping moment. We are on a, a glory to glory moment that is happening. There's a tipping point in the body of Christ going on and definitely for this church. So there is a change that we are living through. So if you struggle with change, I want to encourage you to get with somebody and pray about it and get on board. Because we cannot hold on to our caterpillar identity. Our caterpillar is going to die in order for the butterfly to live. Yes? And uh, this is a season of incredible opportunity, therefore, but also some massive challenges. Um, We were looking at some statistics uh, and uh, just uh, some stats around what's going on in churches right now. And the suggestion is that regardless of the numerical size of a church, at the moment about 40% of folk are coming back to churches. This um, This is not so much the parable of the lost sheep as the lost sheeps <laughs> it's not so much going after the one as much as it's going after the 99 and uh, you know this is a real challenge um, I was thinking about the parable of the sheep and the goats you know that one and uh, I don't think this is the parable of the sheep and the goats except I think it's a grace-based version I think we're getting a choice What do you want to be? What do you want to be? Do you want to be a sheep? Do you want to be a goat? You get to choose right now. We live in this day. We're not in the last day. We're in the last days. Absolutely. But right now you get to make a choice. And there's a choice right now as to whether we want to live intentionally or actually unintentionally. And this last 18 months has caused people to wobble so much that they're now not sure, lots of them. Not sure what they're living for, how they're living, how they're going to move forward. It's like our legs have kind of got a bit wobbly in the earthquake, the slow earthquake that has been this pandemic. Do you know some sociologists are likening this, what has gone on um, uh, through the pandemic as being a slow natural disaster. And the effects of that are actually going to take a long, long time to be worked through. So it is a real challenge. Um, And there's an awful lot of things that want to steal our gaze and our attention, aren't there? And actually cause our anxiety levels to spike. And we've kind of almost got to a place now where we are tuned in to what's the new thing that's going to spike my anxiety. It's, it's odd. Even yesterday, you know, oh no, there's a crisis with um, energy prices, gas supplies. Um, apparently Christmas, there's no toys going to be coming from China at Christmas. Dun, dun, dun. You know, the, the, there's all these things. This may happen, that may happen. Yeah? And it is really easy right now to let our focus and our eyes and our ears tune into what is going on in the media and what is going on in the news and what is going on around the world. And I'm not saying that we live ignorant of those things, but I'm saying we've got to keep our focus much, much higher. Caterpillars think like this. I said this before, they're on the ground, they're thinking on the ground. Butterflies think up there. Our thinking has got to shift. We've got to see a bigger picture. Um... I just want to um, uh, remind you, you know there's this story in Matthew 8 about um, Jesus and he's on a boat with the disciples. Do you remember this? And a storm kicks up and these hardy fishermen get really, really scared that they're going to die. And they start panicking and they then start screaming at Jesus because Jesus is asleep in the boat. And he is at peace. And the disciples <laughs> scream at him. I, I love the idea that you can wake up God. <laughs> um, it's bizarre, isn't it? They're literally shaking Jesus to wake him up. And, uh, of course, he wakes up and he rebukes the storm. And actually he rebukes them for their lack of faith. Because uh, they'd allowed their anxiety levels to spike, to go off the charts. And it must have been a pretty bad storm for these guys to get worried anyway. But nevertheless, that's what happened. And, um, but you know what's interesting is in Matthew 26, we've got a completely different story where we have Jesus and the disciples in the Garden of Gethsemane. And now we have Jesus telling the disciples to stay awake. And we have Jesus going off to pray and coming back and finding that the disciples have fallen asleep. And this time he wakes them up and he rebukes them and says, didn't I tell you to stay alert? My point is, we need to know what season we're in. This is not a season for us to bury our heads in the sand and fall asleep and to be complacent. It is a season for us to know what Jesus is doing it's actually the same season that the disciples were in the first time around they just took their eyes off Jesus the point is we've got to get our focus on Jesus again we've got to remind ourselves we've got to slap ourselves silly a little bit to go come on the expression on Jesus' face is not one of anxiety over us so ours doesn't have to be um, at, uh, at the end of um, uh, June, uh, Ruth and I were, um, uh, Ruth Lev and I went to a, um, the Chelmsford um, venue for the National Parliamentary Prayer Breakfast. And um, I'd never been to one of these before and actually found myself hosting this one, which was an interesting experience. And. Uh, Um, but it was actually it was great so it was an online thing it was streamed from Westminster so normally it would happen at Westminster at the Palace of Westminster and people would go this one happened online and so you had like local sites were kind of set up with your MP and uh, so we had the one in Chelmsford and uh, so it was um, chaired by um, Andrea led MP and uh, and then they had various speakers then at it but the the key speaker was um rt wright nt wright nt wright sorry nt wright the right reverend nt wright i think uh and um he talked about life beyond covid a renewed hope and uh it was a brilliant message i would encourage you i know you know I've never recommended a right reverend necessarily before to you to listen to, but I would just encourage you to go and find this online and have a listen. It wasn't a long message, but it was a brilliant message, and it really um, spoke to me. Um, and uh, obviously he had three points, uh, and uh, he, um, his first point was this, we need a time to Lament. And uh, lament is not a very exciting word. It sounds a little bit dull. Um, But, you know, the Bible is full of moments where God encourages us to lament. One third of the Psalms are actually Psalms of lament. Lamenting means getting with God and saying, this has not been very good, has it? In fact, this has been really difficult. And allowing God to then minister to you and to actually see hope come back and it's really important it's really important because otherwise we can get stuck in a difficult season and actually acknowledging the difficult season allows hope to, to helps you to realize this has just been a season like this isn't it now forever this has been a difficult time but actually you are still God and your word over us is still this, and therefore we can, we can have hope back. And so he talked about that. He talked about the need for forgiveness. That actually part, often part of that healing process involves some sense of forgiveness. And um, as we process hurts and disappointments. Um, and then he talked about there's then a need and a time to rebuild. Um, We've been looking um, at this uh, from the ground up, we've had this series, haven't we, called From the Ground Up, this preaching series about buildings, and uh, uh, Mark talked about Nehemiah. It's a a classic lamenting, forgiving, seeking forgiveness, and then a time to rebuild moment. And uh, we kind of need to do the same. We need our own version of that as a community. We need it as individuals, and probably many of us uh, you know, have navigated some of that as you've processed the last uh, 18 months, two years, whatever. Um, and then when Leo and I were in Scotland chatting with these other leaders, we were talking actually about how do we... And the same themes kind of came up. It wasn't linked directly to what NT Wright spoke about, but it, it was the same kind of themes kept coming back about how do, how do we manage that? How do we work that out And um, so, what I want to do is create an opportunity for that. So, we are faced with two challenges as a group of people. Um, Maybe more, but there are two specific challenges that we are faced with. Number one is how do we process what we've been through in the last 18 months? And probably a bit longer too, because if you remember back, Oasis was already actually, we'd been through some challenges prior to the pandemic. And so maybe it's actually a, a few years off, but how do you process that? How do we as a community process that? You might be sitting there thinking, oh man, really? I've done all that, I don't need to do that. Actually, for us to be a community, I would challenge you, I bet you don't know how it's impacted lots of people in the church because this last 18 months has had a massive impact on probably every age group in society and in the church and the amount of loss that people have experienced is huge it may not necessarily be the loss of a loved one although it might be but it's other stuff isn't it like we've lost out on 18 months of actually being together and actually journeying together, like hearing the same prophetic input or the same messages or worshipping together and that sense of journey that comes. There's been loss around relationships and, you know, contact with family members, um, people in other parts of the world, whatever. There's been all sorts of loss. Um, And acknowledging that from the youngest to the oldest is really important. And actually then being able to pray with one another you know to be able to put a hand on a shoulder we've lost out on that as an opportunity so actually getting to do that again and pray for that sense of healing to come is an important thing Um, so what we want to do is create an opportunity for that and it's not to say then that all of that gets done and dusted in a moment Because actually, I'm aware that some things take a bit longer. But I'm also aware that you do need focal point moments to be able to deal with things and then begin to move forward. And to just ignore stuff or try to gloss over it maybe isn't that helpful. Um, So we want to create that opportunity. And then the second opportunity, uh, or the second challenge, is how do we regroup How do we grow? How do we emerge from the chrysalis? How do we gain momentum? Because our momentum has really slowed. And as I said, it actually all but but slowed before the pandemic even started. Um, So we weren't exactly at that point charging ahead. So there is a real challenge around that. And as I said, it's going to take intentionality. So my invitation is this. In two weeks' time... So a fortnight from today, we're going to have a completely different type of morning. We're not going to set the chairs out in, a row, in rows like this, looking at the front. Um, we are going to somehow set it up more in the round so that we are together. And we are going to have some family time. Where there is an opportunity for us to reflect, to be able to speak together. Not just one guy at the front talking at you but where we can actually begin to feel that sense again of us being a community. I'm not saying that we're doing none of that now. I know that there's lots of bits of community that happen all the time, and that's great. But we want to pull as many folk together as we can to get back into the room. Now, I know there are some folk who are still nervous about being in the room for health reasons and that kind of thing. and. I, acknowledge that and I'm not sure that there's a complete answer to that other than we want to make sure that we're having conversations with those people too and and being intentional and deliberate about that because just because someone's not in the room this morning doesn't necessarily mean that they're no longer wanting to be with us. Um, Also as I said before the, the, the parable of the lost sheep I know that there are folk who are distant right now And uh, I don't want to make assumptions. So we want to be getting around as many people as possible and drawing them in, inviting them, giving people an opportunity to come and get in the room. Um, So if this is an invitation for you, this is an invitation for anybody who's, you know, your family, your loved ones, uh, people who have considered themselves part of Oasis in the past, people right now who are sitting on the fence, who aren't sure, um, whatever, um, whoever is willing and wants to come and be with us, we want to have some family time. Um, and it does feel like this is the moment to do that. Um, so, that so we're going to split that morning into two sessions, and there is going to be coffee and croissants in the middle. Maybe other pastries will be available. Um, but we want to literally be able to do, do two distinct bits to this we want to have a time where we can just be honest and real and authentic and then we want to have a time the second session which is all about vision and the practical stuff of now intentionally what are we going to do how are we going to regroup how are we going to gain strength how are we going to grow so that we can emerge from the chrysalis because we're not out of the chrysalis yet And and actually, I don't know when that moment is, and I guess we will know it when we know it, but the point is that we are giving ourselves every fighting chance to get out of the chrysalis. It is possible for butterflies to die in the chrysalis and never get out. And it takes, I said this before, it takes all the strength that the butterfly has to actually fight its way out of the chrysalis. And the way that it does it is the fighting, it actually produces strength in the body. And so we need to get some strength back into our body and some connectedness back into our body. So there's going to be opportunity in that for any prophetic stuff to be shared because we want to hear that. We want to still be a people who are led by the Spirit, don't we? Yeah? Yeah? So if you're sitting on any words, if you, you know, be praying over the next two weeks for God to speak and bring clarity around some of these things. We already know some stuff. We've got some vision that we want to share with you about how we're going to do this. Um, But we want to be a people who are led by the Spirit. Um, Okay. So, um, you might be asking, what about next week? Next week, we're, we're in this kind of limbo thing, aren't we? We've, we? We found that we didn't have the capacity to run church Sunday mornings every week through the pandemic in the way that we'd done before that, so we went to fortnightly meeting, and now we're kind of in this in-between phase of well, how are we going to do this going forward and where do we want to give our time and our energies and all of that. So we are not yet at a point of being able to sustain weekly stuff in the same way, and actually, as we d- discuss together, it might be that we decide to do things, we do weekly things in a slightly different way. Um, but regardless, for next week, what we're going to propose to do is literally open this building up. We're going to have some worship on the screen, music videos or whatever, worship videos. And we're going to put the kettle on and we're going to have a coffee together. Because there's loads of you I haven't spoken to for months. Um, I would just love an opportunity to be able to catch up um, and hear. And maybe in that process there is a bit of stuff that God then wants to do amongst us of helping to bring some healing and to bring some connectivity which will set us up for the week to come. And so maybe as part of that we do end up just praying around the room with whoever we're in conversation with next Sunday. And if we do that, that is brilliant. It's just us just coming together, getting a bit of family time. Um, So we won't be having live worship, and there won't be a preach, um, but we're going to just literally come together and have a good old-fashioned coffee morning. If you want to bring cake, bring cake. That's absolutely brilliant. Um, But um, that's essentially what we want to do next week. Um, I know we did some in-house stuff last week. Um, Please don't confuse this as being socialising in a kind of, this is socialising and this is church. No, 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 it's church. It's us being the people of God, yeah? We don't need to sit like this in order to be church. Um, I can meet Paul in McDonald's for breakfast and do life together, and that's just as glorifying to God. It's just as church um, as this is when we, you know, do what we do. Um, huh? Time. Uh, oh, I thought you are asking the time now. It's 5 to 12. Um, LAUGHTER uh, so, um, next Sunday, um, half ten um, here, and then the following one will be half ten as well. Um, I, I don't know why I've just said half ten, I guess it's just, it's just caterpillar thinking, it's just what we've always done. Um, you've got to start somewhere. So, does that all sound good? Yes? Um, we're going we're gonna to fight to come out of the, gooey, the gooeyness of the chrysalis. Um, I want to just finish by praying for us. If, When I was talking about the whole thing with the disciples, I just wondered if there might be folk in the room where either you are experiencing a sense of panic in your life, where fear levels, anxiety levels are spiking, and actually that's causing you some distress, or it might be that there's others of you who are actually feeling like, I just want to bury my head in the sand. I've just, I can't really cope with it. I'm just going to fall asleep. Um, I want to you know, escape. I want to numb, numb the reality that's around me, whatever. If, if you can relate to either one of those, and I'd be amazed if there's nobody in the room who can relate to either one, because I probably experience both often. Um, but if that's it, any of you, please stand, because I'd love to pray for you. And if you want to pray with one another around the room as we finish, you're welcome to do that. So do you want to stand? If you can relate to either one of those. You don't have to stand, please. Don't feel under pressure. Holy Spirit, I want to thank you that you love to minister to us. And I thank you that you are so sensitive. And I thank you that you are giving us um, open access to you. That we are not distant from you, like that verse said, with unveiled face. I thank you that we are literally face to face with you. And so Jesus, by your spirit, I just pray that there would be healing now for us that we would give our anxiety over to you it's what your word encourages us to do just to give it to you Holy Spirit I pray that you would coat us with something fresh this morning something of your your oily teflon nature that means that the stuff of this world just won't stick I pray that we would enjoy the peace that you enjoy as the Prince of Peace in new ways, tangible ways this week. I pray that some of our habits would fall in line again with actually better ways that we can do life. Maybe it's not reaching for a phone and and news apps as quickly as it's seeing your word come to life in our hearts Just pray that you'd help us to focus afresh, lift our eyes. And Lord, where there's some of us where our legs might just feel like they've been taken out, like the rug has been pulled from beneath our feet and we just feel like we're just getting knocked backwards, knocked over, knocked sideways, I just pray for boldness and courage and reassurance to come back. That you are the firm foundation that we're standing on. You are unshakable. In a world of change, I thank you that Hebrews says that you are the same. You don't change. You are constant and faithful. And I thank you that your face is towards us. So we choose to turn our faces to you and you. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. All right, wonderful. Well, thank you so much. Um, uh, If you want to hang around and chat, please feel free to do that. Um, uh, I think the kids will come bounding back in at some point, or you might have to go and drag them off the basketball court. But thanks so much. Please come next Sunday uh, for um, a great cup of coffee. Bring a cake if you want to bring a cake. Uh, And then we will see you in two weeks' time. If you can think of anybody that is not in this room that you're thinking, huh, where are they? Give them a call and say, hey, check out Pete's message from Sunday. Please come along on the, what's the date of that? The third, is it? I shouldn't give out dates because I haven't got a clue. Two weeks' time. It's the third okay invite people to come on the third yeah if you if this is your first sunday here please come back on the third because this will be relevant to you you haven't got to have been in oasis for years um to to actually feel the benefit of this and to come and be part of uh, the new thing that god is doing all right bless you all thank you so much see you soon